0: Hello, this is Richard C. Wilson at the Family Office Club, and have with me here today Alan. Uh, welcome, Alan. Thanks for having me. Sure. So what type of investments are you focused on?
1: We're we're a family office investment boutique that I started 30 years ago when I left Wall Street. And the kind of investments we like are ones that are niche. Um and can provide uh, uncorrelated returns without a high degree of risk, particularly short duration specialty lending opportunities. Think, uh, you know, debt settlement companies, think uh, lending to other lenders. uh, And in particular, one of our favorites at the moment is uh, lending against high-end museum quality, fine art. So there we're looking for, uh, collectors could be anybody that has art that wants to take a loan against it, uh, might be to leverage a collection, might be to create some cash flow, maybe to pay taxes, uh, might be to buy more high-end art and, uh, we think that's a really compelling strategy that delivers uh, uncorrelated returns. Uh, as the largest investor in what we do, um, particularly prejudice, I think, I don't want to offend anybody, losing money sucks. And the key is we like hard asset lending. And right. in the art is a good example You've got a hard asset, and the hard asset, in our case, is under our control. We store the art in a bonded warehouse. So if the borrower uh, were to default, we have the art in our collateral with the UCC1 filed against it. So uh, it's attractive for the borrower. It's attractive for us as the investor. Uh, Sure, sure.
0: Makes sense. And uh, what geography do you invest in? Are you investing in, you know, uh, UK, Australia, only United States, only in your region?
1: Well, we've invested globally. We've invested in some specialty finance in Africa, as an example. Uh, it's almost kind of fun in Kenya, for example, you have uh, taxis that are on motorcycles. So we've financed the entrepreneurship in Kenya where somebody wants to buy a motorcycle to be an entrepreneur. Pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's great. I mean, a lot of um, people are so hyper-focused just on their region or just in the United States. You know, you don't really hear enough about investors that are open globally to different ideas, but it seems like you're really about, you know, what's the collateral, what, what's the interest rate, what's the payback terms, et cetera. And that's just how your brains work to manage your downside, essentially, right?
1: Absolutely. And I would say a prejudice of ours is short duration. Okay. It's a lot of work to do due diligence on any specialty finance deal. And then you have ongoing due diligence. So having short duration uh, with modest advance rates uh, is good. And then lastly, I think in any kind of lending, the attachment point between the creditor and the borrower should be strong. Let me give you a contrast. Having started a web company that got big and then sold it happily, uh, securing leads like uh, lending club or prosper over the web, the attachment point between the lender and the borrower is very weak. We think having a strong attachment point, like in the art, uh, lending is very attractive.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Interesting. So, um, my last question here is just your number one piece of investment advice. Um, like you have a lot of experience structuring deals. Maybe it's related to that, maybe not, but what's your top piece of advice for investors listening here?
1: Well, Richard, you're very nice. You're not just calling me old and crotchety and cranky as my wife does. Uh, but, uh, my number one piece of advice is due diligence you can never do enough due diligence. And towards that end, uh, we've published probably eight or nine uh, articles about doing due diligence. In my case, having uh, restructured a $20 billion insurer or going further back when I was on Wall Street running the product areas, most of them for what was uh, became Morgan Stanley. We published, it's sort of do-it-yourself kind of analysis on how to do due diligence, what information to secure from any manager or any provider of an investment opportunity, what to do in on-site. You've written a lot about this personally. What to do in an on-site examination, what should you do? Uh, And then on an ongoing basis, what should you do? It's sort of forensic accounting on wherever you're invested. I'd right. say it's the most critical piece I could offer. And lastly, it all comes down to does whomever you're invested with exhibit a duty of care for the investor? Occasionally, you see, I'm sure you've seen it endlessly, where it's somebody homeoeconomic because they're just out for as much money as they can make. And look at investors is a pesky chore. Uh, We don't play with those people.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. I think uh, I'm super conservative. Most people that deal with debt and collateral are conservative brains as well. Not that everyone on the equity side is not, but um, sometimes you can, you can smell them from yards away. Uh, You know, the people that are just, just trying to grow, 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 and just bring in investors and, you know, the project itself maybe isn't super well vetted, but there's someone syndicating the deal that they just heard of and now they're syndicating it. I mean, it's kind of the opposite of the way I think and it seems like the way you think, you know, the deal has to be sleep at night for our own capital to be comfortable sharing it with anyone, right?
1: Well, the critical thing uh, I think in investing, and I think a lot of investors lose track of it, is the eighth wonder of the world is compounded. Compounding. Right. And if you have it, you say, somebody says to me, well, Alan, I'm only looking for a 25% return. Uh, having looked at alternatives for over 30 years, uh, I can't name a consistent player that's generated a 25% return without having, you know, a 40 or 50% decline, which kills compounding. So, right. And if you look at the equity markets over the last 20 years, the average return has been 6% for an endowment fund, for a pension plan, et cetera. So if you can get a consistent return with low uncorrelated risk, basically defined as niche investments, you're gonna be ahead and that's our prejudice. Right,
0: right. Okay. Makes sense. Great. Well, I appreciate you doing this interview here today. You know, if anyone watching would like to get in touch with Alan, uh, co-invest, look at a deal together, share notes on due diligence, or just connect uh, within the Family Office Club, just let our team know. We're happy to put you in touch.
1: And I think I would suggest for any investor, I think you'd find it useful to go to our website. Uh, There's a wealth of information there. No accounting for taste. We like to publish some of our thoughts.
0: Sure, sure. Great, yeah. Happy to have them do so. And I hope to see you on maybe one of our discussion panels, maybe on debt. Um, You know, sometime like structuring debt deals could be interesting to have your expertise on a panel like that.
1: It'd be great fun. Thank you for inviting me to this.
0: Yes, thank you, Alan. Take care. All right, right, Richard. Godspeed. Bye-bye.